Welcome back to another episode of CapsRx Podcast. Today I'll be your host, Dr. Jovan Lazo. And today's topic is one we have never touched before. And it's important that we talk about it, mainly because it's been going crazy on Instagram. I've had a couple people responding on the LinkedIn page on my personal Instagram story where I had a poll. Pharmacy school applications have dropped by 36% in the past 10 years. 36%. That is ridiculous. Especially because now more than ever, it's probably easier to become a pharmacist because they got rid of the PCAT test. Are you kidding me? It's like you don't have to take an entrance exam anymore to get into pharmacy, and yet we're still having less people be interested in becoming a pharmacist. And so when I read that, when I read that stat, it was, I want to share the Instagram page that I got that from. So I got that from the pharmacy break room, pharmacy school apps drop. It literally says, yikes. Fewer people want to be a pharmacist. Since peaking in 2012 to 2013, the total number of pharmacy school applicants has dropped by 36%. It literally went from 17,000 students in 2012 to 2023 to 11,000 in 2022 to 2023. 17 to 11,000 applicants. And I think it's obvious the number one reason why that is. And I really want to dive into this topic. And I want you all that are listening to definitely, definitely give me your feedback. Go to LinkedIn, type in Capsule RX Podcast. You'll find our page and please comment because I, I really want to know what y'all think. And if you don't want to share it publicly, message it to me. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn. You can find me, all right? On Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn, we're at new underscore Capsule RX Podcast. On LinkedIn, it's just CapsRx Podcast, all right? Find us and please, 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 I want to know what your thoughts on this, all right? I've been getting into some heated debates with some of my mentees and even some of my mentors over this. We've been, we can, we've been blowing each other up, and I really, really want to know what you all think. Okay, so let's, let's dive into this. So I believe the number one reason why there's probably less applicants is the reputation around pharmacy is horrible. I'm just hearkening back to my experience in a pharmacy setting, first year of pharmacy school, when I even thought about quitting, it was like, oh my gosh, I, I went to a CVS and the people there just did not seem to like it. They were just kind of looking at you like, why would you want to be a pharmacist? Like this, like this profession isn't the best. It's not what it used to be and all these things. It's like, oh, you used to be able to do a couple years of school, maybe it was six years total, and then you make a whole bunch of money and, and stuff like that. And you can buy a Ferrari and you would get crazy bonuses and it was super easy. But then it became super stressful and work-life balance has gone from the, as a top priority for companies and now the, as a low priority for companies. So they're just working you to the bone, right? That was kind of the rumor mill that I was getting about pharmacy. And now that I've been working in it for three years now, I realize that's not necessarily the case. A lot of people put themselves in that type of position. To be honest... There's choices that you can make. And usually you make the wrong choices. But you want to complain and blame it on the company. So most of the people that I hear that hated their job and were miserable were people who worked in retail. And I'm not here to bash retail, not saying, you know, you shouldn't be a retail pharmacist. You shouldn't work for a CVS, a Walgreens, Walmart. But they were the ones who were really frustrated with their job and really didn't like it. Well, you do realize that there's other career paths, right? 
You can go be a veterinary pharmacist. You can go work for a pharmaceutical company. You can go work in a hospital. You can go work in academia. You could be a teacher. You could create your own platform, create a podcast. I'm seeing more and more pharmacy creatives do things that I'm like, what? Like, come on. Pharmacy is not that bad. It's really not that bad. And so one of the reasons why I highly believe that maybe the applicants drop is because the pharmacy just has a bad reputation right now. It's because, in my humble opinion, it's a lot of people are in jobs that they are not happy with. So if you're listening and you're upset with your job, you're frustrated with your job and you want to make a career switch, hit me up or hit up a a mentor or a pharmacy coach that can kind of walk you through the steps to going somewhere else. I've interviewed some. Shout out Jackie. Reach out to Jackie Boyle. She's awesome. Pick her brain. Brainstorm with her. Have her help guide you to where you want to go. You're not alone. Pharmacy is an incredible field because there's so many people and there's so many diverse opportunities. And so for you to say that there's that pharmacy sucks or it's bad or you shouldn't be a pharmacist, maybe it's you shouldn't be a pharmacist in your in your field. Maybe it's you shouldn't be a pharmacist at this company, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be a pharmacist overall. It's still a great profession. You're still going to make decent money. You can still find job job security. You still have the ability to pivot and do so many dynamic different things with a pharmacy degree that it makes no sense for there to be a 36% drop. It makes no sense. The only reason why that would be is is only if people are bad-mouthing pharmacy. But I'm sure there's other reasons too. So I was just sitting thinking, talking to different friends about this. And so a couple of different things came to mind. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up my notes here. And one of the things that came to mind was the cost. The amount of money you make probably isn't worth the amount of money you pay in school. So you might leave pharmacy school with probably, I would say, anywhere between, um, including undergrad and graduate school, anywhere between $100,000 in student loans to probably maybe 180. That's what I would probably estimate. But guess what? I know people who went to pharmacy school for free. They have something called a scholarship. You could apply for scholarships. Or instead of going to the private pharmacy school, you can go to the one that's public so it's more affordable for you. Boom. Debt burden solved. That's not an excuse. You know, the the rising education cost is not an excuse. There's ways to make that cheaper. Search for scholarships. Search for a pharmacy school. Maybe do a three-year school instead of a four-year school. Get through it quicker. Start making money earlier. Go to a a school that has one of those programs. I've I've heard of them. I believe they have a couple schools in Ohio. I don't remember the name, but there are some places where you can kind of go in into a pharmacy undergrad, and then from the undergrad, they put you right into the grad school. So you only really do like six years. You So you could literally do the quickest way to become a pharmacist in the way that I would recommend anybody to be a pharmacist today is to get your AA and then go directly to pharmacy school. If you know you want to be a pharmacist, what's the point of getting your bachelor's? Who cares about that? You have a doctorate's degree. People care about the latest degree, not the earliest one. So it doesn't really matter if you have a bachelor's degree. That's something, looking back, I wish I would have done. 
So then I would have graduated. I spent five years in undergrad. I could have done only two years, get my AA and go right into pharmacy school. So that's three years. I would have been working as a pharmacist for six years by now. Six years. I would have loved that. So that's a quick tip. That's a quick tip. If you listen in, that's a quick tip. If you're interested in pharmacy, what you want to do is get your AA and then go right into pharmacy school. Find a pharmacy school that will accept you with an AA. Make sure you do the prereqs. Boom. You're good. You're out of there. Now that also cuts your student loan debt. Them, them two extra years or three extra years you might have taken to graduate for undergrad, you don't have to deal with that anymore. And you have a doctorate's degree, so nobody really cares about the undergrad degree. So the student loan problem has just been solved. Quickest way to be a pharmacist has just been solved. Now let's go on. Another topic that, that a friend and I were discussing is kind of the job placements. So one of my buddies, absolutely love him. Shout out to Jeremy. We were talking and he was talking about he believes that a lot of people who are interested in healthcare no longer view pharmacy as a desirable position because they're switching into nursing or other positions like a, being a PA, different things like that, because they make so much money and they have less schooling. Well, you can shorten your schooling, too, by doing what I just said. So to be a physician assistant might only be like two years, I think. And you can make six figures and you have more more, more autonomy in some spaces. You have a little bit more autonomy where you're not having to reach out to the doctor to, to get clarifications on things. You're kind of making the shots a little bit more. So they have a little bit more autonomy, you know, they don't have a doctorate's degree. But they do get paid well. So that's pretty good. Another one would be a nurse, nurse practitioner or being a nurse because they can travel. So the travel nurses can make so much money, you can experience life in different areas and make a crap ton of money, and it's not as much schooling. That's awesome. So I get that. I understand that people are saying, hey, these other careers are awesome, and I want to do that because I'm more passionate about it. But to say it's just the money, they're completely wrong because you can make a crap ton of money in pharmacy. It's just in certain fields or in certain positions, right? So people say that there's like a job market saturation. I'm like, eh, maybe. Maybe in certain industries within pharmacy, but there's so much growth that's occurring in fields like oncology, pharmacogenomics. Even if you look on the industry side with dermatology and different things that are going on, there's so many different roles in the industry. So if you're an industry pharmacist listening to this, please, I would love to meet with you because I hear about a medical science liaison, which is the MSL. I hear about educators, okay? I hear about marketing. I hear about marketing. I hear about global affairs. I hear about legal affairs. I, I hear about what's it called? Labeling. Pharmacists, pharmacists involved in labeling. Then, of course, there's pharmacists involved in research. So it's like, depending on what you do, you can make a lot of money as a pharmacist. A lot of money. It just depends on what you do. And the job saturation isn't in every field. It's only in the fields that people take the most traditional or common paths. And in my personal belief, the people only take the most traditional or common paths because those are the easiest paths to get to. They either are not aware of the different paths or they are not willing to put in the work to go chase a more challenging path, a more challenging career. One that's going to require a little more effort. One that might require you to take a little less money for a year or two to better yourself, to educate yourself to challenge yourself to grow professionally in order to make 
more than just $100,000, in order to make more than one hundred and fifty, in order to make more than $200,000. Yeah, it's possible as a pharmacist, I'm meeting with some of these people. It's possible. And then when I hear their story, I'm like, wow, it makes sense. They made a lot of sacrifices and they put in a lot of work to get to where they're at. So don't be afraid of the work. Don't be afraid of the work to get to where you're at if you're truly passionate about it. So the job market saturation might be true if you're looking at like a retail and even a hospital setting. But man, when you get out of that, I don't see it. I don't see it. I'm on Indeed. I go to LinkedIn. All I see are job postings. I'm talking to people at different hospitals. There's OT being offered a lot. To me, it sounds like there's a shortage of pharmacists. That's not a bad thing. I'll take the OT. That's not a bad thing. All right, let's move along. Let's move along. Another thing. So I kind of tied that in with the job market saturation. I also talked about the shift in healthcare career preferences with nursing, PAs, public health, different things like that. A lot of people shine away from pharmacy. So I kind of touched upon that already. But another thing is, which I was talking to another one of my colleagues, one of my classmates about this one. And she works at the VA. And we were chatting very briefly about work-life balance. If work-life balance is a reason why you decided not to become a pharmacist, with all due respect, that's pretty foolish. The reason why I say that is because, tell me what career is becoming easier. The nurses that I know feel overworked. The doctors that I know feel overworked. The PAs that I know feel overworked. The nurse practitioners that I know feel overworked. It's not just pharmacy. It's healthcare in general. Everybody is striving now for more of a work-life balance and trying to fall back from the everyday hustle and bustle, workaholic lifestyle mentality that's so common in America. And I love that. We should take time away. We should focus on our family more. We should focus on our friendships and relationships, right, with people. That's what what really matters. I always think about this. If I die today, what will I be remembered for? Who will still remember me? My job ain't going to remember me. They just going to replace me. But the people who truly love and care about me are going to miss me. And so those are the people who I always need to pour into. So I need to make sure I'm creating more time for them. Well, if you want to create more time for the things you love, you need to prioritize that. So here's what you're going to do. Here is what you're going to do. As soon as you get your work schedule, you're going to go ahead and look at that schedule and say, all right, these are, let's say you're working 40 hours a week. So five days a week, you get two days off. Those two days off, you got to tell yourself, hey, I'm not picking up no OT. Work-life balance, priorities. I'm going to spend this event with me and the kids are going to go here and do this. Oh, me and the wife are going to go do this. Oh, me and my partner are going to go do this. I'm going to do this by myself because I need some me time. I'm going to go spend time and see my parents that weekend. And ain't nothing going to allow me to work. I don't care if they're offering OT. I don't care if they're offering double, double pay. doesn't matter. I'll be all right. I'm good. That's a better work-life balance. You don't have to give more than what you're supposed to do. The contract says you're only supposed to work 40 hours a week. You don't have to offer more. It's your choice. 
And if you choose to keep doing more and you choose to keep giving more of yourself to your job and then you're complaining about the stress of the job and the work-life balance, is the job really the problem or is it you? Where is the accountability? You do have long hours. You do have large responsibility and that can contribute to stress and burnout. Some of the jobs do do that. Most of the people I know, CG retail, probably long-term care facility, they seem really, really burnt out. And guess what? You are a pharmacist, which means you have gained the knowledge, learned the skills, and have the ability to pivot into another career within pharmacy and be successful. You have put in the work from undergrad to grad school, to wherever you are now. And you have proven time and time again that you are a success story. So why would that stop now? It won't. So if you're feeling stressed out from your job, you're feeling burnt out, leave. Leave that job. Because that's the only way that job will ever change. Is if everybody leaves or if everybody goes on strike. You saw what happened with Kaiser. I haven't talked about it. It's my first time talking about it. You saw what happened with Kaiser. Even saw what happened outside of pharmacy with the UPS drivers. There's only one or two things that's going to happen. They're either going to re- try to replace you with someone else or they're going to cave and make the adjustments that the people want. But no matter what, I want you to focus on you. And if you do believe you're super stressed out, you're burnt out, that It's too much, it's too hectic, it's too crazy, like, ah, switch. Trust me, you can switch, you can do it. I know you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I can handle Amcare. Oh, I don't know, I've been out of the hospital for so long. You're so smart, you're so intelligent, you're so talented. You've been a success story every step of your life. You did it in high school, you did it in undergrad, you did it in grad school, you're doing it as a pharmacist. Why would you stop being successful now? So switch into a career that has a better work-life balance for you. For some people I know, it's working in Amcare. For some people I know, it's working in industry. For some people I know, it's working in the hospital. For some people I know, it's being a veterinary pharmacist. For some people I know, it's being a creator. It's creating your own platform. There's pharmacists every day that are doing amazing things that are non-traditional pathways. And those non-traditional pathways, they may not make you as much money, but you'll make enough money to be happy and your work-life balance will be a lot lot better. A lot better. If you don't believe me, ask some of the people that I interviewed. I'm literally giving you alley-oops and people that I've talked to and people who are doing amazing things outside of the typical realm of pharmacy that you can reach out to, that you can connect with, that you can learn from, that you can kind of follow in their footsteps or gain the knowledge and the insight from them to be successful and do certain things as well. So to kind of wrap things up, my personal thoughts on this decline, I think it's unfortunate. I I'm shocked to hear it's 36%. I could see maybe 15, 20, but 36% is crazy high. And it has to be because of the, the uh, 
the bad reputation that pharmacy is getting. And I tell you one thing, I promise you, I promise you, mark this. Today's date, January 30th, 2024. It's 12.36 a.m. and I'm recording, y'all. 12.36 a.m. I had so much to do earlier today. I had the opportunity to to do a career day with some middle schoolers. And man, they were, they were intense. <laughs> Probably my toughest interview yet. My toughest presentation yet. Tough crowd, but... But I got a round of applause at the end, so it was all worth it. I had some some service some services to handle too after that. Then I had to go go to work, go do my shift, and then I came back home and I'm here to record. So mark my words today. January thirtieth, twenty twenty four, twelve thirty six AM. This is the beginning of the revolution of pharmacy. Pharmacy as we know it is going to be completely different in the next 10 to 20 years. And I believe it's only going to be different for the better. It's going to be different for the better. You're going to see so much. There's going to be a lot more positions in AmCare or AmCare related type roles, which allows for a better work-life balance because it's clinic type hours. It's a typical nine to five. So you get your weekends, you work in a typical job. So you're good. All right, you're good. So it's going to be a lot more clinic type positions, in my opinion. It's going to be a lot of mix of retail with Amcare. So it's going to be it's going to be very interesting positions there. There's going to be an influx of different creators within pharmacy. All right, I'm already seeing it. I'm not. I'm seeing it. All right, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. The creators are creating. All right, and they're doing a lot of different things, getting affiliate marketing links. I just got my first brand deal. So it's it's happening. It's happening, right? So money will be able to come from other avenues by people being creatives in this space, people being innovative and leaders in the content space. So you have the content space. Definitely Amcare, I think, is going to be progressing and evolving. Oncology and dermatology. Oh, my gosh. Whoop. Oncology and dermatology is just killing the game right now. So if you're interested in either one of those, you're going to be doing incredible. Okay. Hormone therapy, killing the game right now for these compound pharmacies. So the more unique your independent pharmacy can be, I think it's going to thrive. You're going to find more unique independent pharmacies. Pharmacists are going to even get into the real estate game. I believe we're going to start seeing pharmacists be involved in commercial real estate. And I was forward thinking by having somebody on the podcast who is a professional in commercial real estate. So go check that out. Some people do do real estate on the side. I think they might be playing the wrong game. If you're a pharmacist, you might want to do commercial real estate, not just regular residential. Do both if you can. You're a pharmacist. You know how to talk to another pharmacist. You know what that pharmacist is looking for. You're able to see things from a different lens. So that could really help you, right? So I'm telling you, it's, and I didn't even talk about industry yet. I didn't even get into industry. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities within industry as well. I, I can't even tell you how many different positions there are. You have talking about global affairs. You're talking about financial things. You're talking about legal affairs, labeling, research. They have 
educators, MSLs, the list goes on and on and on and on in the positions in in industry. And it just continues to expand because there's going to be more drugs, more opportunities to, they need more people to go to these hospitals, to connect, to build the relationships, to go ahead and, and I don't want to necessarily say promote their drug, but advocate for their medication, advocate, advocate for how valuable their medication can be. Advocate how beneficial this medication can be to impact and improve people's lives, to optimize people's therapy. So I believe pharmacy is headed in the right direction and the revolution is starting in 2024. So mark my words, I know we've seen in the past 10 years, there's been a 36% drop in pharmacy applications. But I guarantee you in the next 10 to 20 years, it's going to be amazing to be a pharmacist. But that's only if you keep up with the times. You got to pay attention. You got to be smart. And you got to stay plugged into CapsRx podcast because I guarantee you, if you plug in, you tune in, and you listen to the content I'm giving you all, there's a lot of special sauce in this content. There's a lot of hidden gems in the content. Trust me, go back to the very first episode to now. Each episode has a hidden gem. It's up to you to find it and it's up to you to use it, just being honest. So if you ask me, being a pharmacist is still an amazing career. Definitely, definitely, I I hear the struggle. I see it, I hear it. I have friends that complain to me that let me know like how much, how they don't enjoy things. And I'm like, yo, I love it. I really love it. But that's because I'm in a position that I love. Some people don't. Like, I'm still excited to go to work. I'm like, man, I'm a pharmacist. Like, it's still not real. And it's this is three years in. And this won't fade because... I really wanted this. I'm passionate about this. I'm, this was my success story. I wanted to become a pharmacist. I did it. I persevered through pharmacy school. I persevered through residency and I did it. I made it happen. Like, it gets me so hype. It gets me so hype. Every day I, I joke around with, with my technicians whenever I'm at work. They're just like, ah, uh, they're like, man, it's another rough day. I can't wait to go home. I'm like, man, I'm so glad to be here. It's another opportunity. Another opportunity to make money. I'm blessed to be able to work because some people don't get the opportunity to be in a position that they enjoy, that they love. Some people are still struggling. But guess what? If you want to feel the way that I do, you want to be happy with your decision with pharmacy, tune in to, po- tune in to Caps Rx podcast. I almost lost my voice, yo. <laughs> I've been talking for so long. I need to drink some water. I've been talking for so long, but seriously, y'all, if you want to be happy with your career choice, please, 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 I cannot tell you enough, tune into Capsule Rx podcast. I'm interviewing people from all walks of life, from all different types of careers that can be valuable within pharmacy. And maybe one of them can spark something within you. And maybe one of them, one of those interviews can help you realize what you truly enjoy. What you're good at. What is your passion to help lead you to the, to the, to help be the stepping stones to lead you to be successful within pharmacy? And I guarantee you, once you find that success within your career, you're also going to feel that success in your personal life. And no longer will you struggle with that work-life balance. Because now you are in sync 
with everything around you, with everything that is going on in your world. So with that being said, I just want to thank you guys for listening. I honestly appreciate the support. I can't believe we have reached 100 subscribers on YouTube already. I don't know how long it's supposed to take for you to get 100 subscribers. I don't care. We did it within a year. I'm super ecstatic about that. So thank you for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Like, this means the world to me. I was so hyped as soon as I saw I had to go tell my dad. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. I had to call him, let him know. So it's, it's an amazing, it's just amazing to see. The support, the love that y'all are giving me, like, it means the world to me. So thank you guys. Stay plugged in. Stay tuned in. Lock into Caps Arcs Podcast. I promise you I'm doing everything that I can to help guide y'all and lead y'all to success. I'm giving you the people you need to listen to. I'm giving you the layup. Send them a, send them a DM. Send them a message on LinkedIn. Connect. Build these relationships. I encourage you. If you don't know what to say, message me and I'll give you something to say. I want you all to be successful. I want you to all to be happy in your life. And I want you to all be happy in pharmacy because this is still a great profession. And it's a great profession because we have great people in it. And you are one of those great people. So that's it, guys. Thank you for all the love and support. If you haven't yet, please do check us out. We're everywhere, man. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, at new underscore CapsRx podcast. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Greatly appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, definitely, definitely follow us on LinkedIn. You can just search CapsRx podcast for LinkedIn. And that's it, man. It's incredible. A 36% drop. That is crazy. I can't believe it. But I'm interested to know what you think. So like I said, go to LinkedIn, type in CapsRx Podcast, go to the poll that I have on there. It might close, I think, on Thursday. I had it up for a week. I think it's going to close this Thursday. Please leave a comment. And if you don't have a chance to leave a comment, shoot me a message. I want to know if you think it's worth it to be a pharmacist. I want to know if you feel like you love your job. And if you don't, I want to know why. And I want to help you find a job you love. That's it. That's it. And one last thing before I let y'all go, I do want to say that we are going to be doing something new. So starting every Friday this week, starting this week, Friday, all right, February 2nd, this week, Friday, we are going to start something called five minute Fridays. And this content will only be on the audio platforms. So it's only going to be on Apple, Spotify, Podbean. It's only going to be on there. All right. You're not going to get it on YouTube. You're not going to get it on Instagram, nowhere else, no clips, no none of that. That's the only place you're going to get it. And so it's just going to be some quick five-minute tips. It could be about finances. It could be about the Netflix. It could be about just life. It could be about anything. It's just going to be five minutes of me just randomly talking about something. Whatever's in my mind, whatever is going on in the world, like this is an outlet for me. So it's just going to be one of those. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Start checking, checking us out every Monday, every Friday. Even if I don't get in on Monday, I always try to get it in by Tuesday for you guys for these episodes. So Monday or Tuesday, always check for an episode every week. And then on Friday, definitely, definitely, definitely plug in for five minute Fridays. That's a new challenge that I have for myself this year. So I want to see if if we can definitely execute it. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be a pharmacist. I'm happy to be one. Life is great. Life is amazing. And yours can be too. Until next time. Thank you guys.